The MX Vice Show. Welcome to the MX Vice Show, episode 68. I'm James Burfield, your host, and on the line is MX Vice editor, Lewis Phillips. Hello, Lewis. Hi, that was quick. I know, that's what she said. Uh, big thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP-TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterisk, Arma, and Blenzel Oils. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. When only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. And do you know what else is changing, Lewis? Uh, what's that? Uh, my helmet wear. As uh, Jason Thomas sent me an email and said, welcome aboard being a fly athlete. Uh, okay, that's probably overselling it a little bit, but sure. No, no, I think he definitely said that. I mean, it was more like, I'll get you a helmet, but I'm going to put the whole, you know, uh, maybe it's just, uh, you know, a step into big things. Well, I'll be pushing you for um, content and reviews, so I hope you're ready for that. Yeah, sure. Um, have okay. I got to write anything down? Uh, I'm probably not going to ask you to write because that's more punishing myself. Okay. Uh, I'm happy to do uh, audio clips and vlogs. Okay, I will well, be having my new... don't want you vlogging anything ever. My new YouTube channel will be out soon. Okay. It's called Lewis and Me. I often see like, um, like granddads go viral on TikTok because it's like, oh, look, a granddad with a TikTok account. So I'd imagine that um, What's TikTok? you having a YouTube would be similar because it's just like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, look at him learning the technology. I'll just be learning sat there what my pads, not knowing that it's recording. You can just be like, oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to my vlog. It's like, oh, no, it's a vlog, James. It's not a vlog. Yeah. I'll be stood, sat there in my tighty whiteies with my Formula helmet on. You can sit there shaking your head at the technology and the youth of today whilst reminiscing that it wasn't like this in your day and you would have a conversation, but then also accepting the way that the world has become and just trying to stay relevant and grasp onto the way that the world is changing and moving at such a rapid rate. I reckon you'd be like my top fan, especially if I was shaking my head. Uh, certainly not. What is the latest on Russia? Um, I think Are you going? going? I think we're going. Well, when I say we, I mean like as a series. Like, oh, okay. Like if the series goes, I'm going. But yeah, well, presumably I can get a visa as we've covered. Um, I think it's happening. So, I so, do. so tell me more about your visa situation because 
there seems to be some confusion. You're, you're going as a humanitarian. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is, to be honest. Um, yeah. Lewis uh, the humanitarian. No, I, I went to, because I got, I got someone to help me with my visa, because I didn't know what I was doing, and you don't really want to fuck up Russia, do you, of all places? Like, nope. That's, um, so I, I got a, like, uh, a woman, Zan, her name was, uh, to help me. Like I, like, I sent her all my paperwork and said, like, apply for my visa for me. Do it. Just go. And I said, um, oh, yeah, I don't know if I need a work visa or a business visa because they're different things. And she replied saying, oh, uh, you are a humani- humanitarian. And I was like, fair enough. Um, she obviously hasn't seen your Twitter account. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. And I look forward to getting to border control and being questioned about why I'm a humanitarian. And then I can just turn around and go, beats me. Yeah, not a clue, but we will see. I said to her, after she told me I was a humanitarian, I said to her, what about, I, I think I need a work of business visa. And she went, nope, you are a humanitarian. So, are you going to try mean, a different company? I tried two others. One told me that they, were, they could not advise me. And I was like, well, I'm not really looking for like serious advice. I just want your opinion. Should, am I a, do I qualify as a humanitarian? And they said, Again, but they cannot advise me or discuss this topic, which I was like, okay, overly serious. And then this other company went, oh, you can go as a tourist. And I went, oh, okay, that's good. And she was like, yeah, we only do tourist visas. So we, that's the only option. And I was like, mm, hang on a minute. It seems like you're more <laughs> just trying to, seems like you're just trying to sell me on your service rather than actually giving me proper advice. So I hung up on him. See, yeah, now. Just- that, that, that shows the, the, the evolution of Lewis because three years ago, you'd have gone, perfect. Yeah, so just, yeah. But it's fine. We, I've got many options, a humanitarian. That's, that, I didn't know that was on the table. So just biding my time. It does, I, everything points to Russia being on. David Longo um, in the MXGP mag uh, wrote a little thing like thanking the Motorcycling Federation in Russia saying how great it is to return to Russia, how supportive they've been, how exciting it is, and see you in Russia, everyone. Like, there was no beating around the bush and, like, tentativeness of, like, well, we hope we can go to Russia. It was very, like, waving the Russian flag and see you there. So that was like, a, oh, wow, we, we go. I guess we're going. And then, yeah, teams have booked flights. Um, everyone's starting to race again. Yeah, everyone's getting visas from what I hear. So, yeah. Viva la Russia. Mm. Well, that's got to be good for Brylyakov. Okay. He's going to be... Uh, Russian, yeah, brilliant. Able to get a visa straight away. So, yeah, um, uh, Maybe I, you should put down that you know him. This could be a countdown to... Um, well, actually, there was a story once, a couple of years ago, that um, at the GP, there were... In the hotel bar, there were a couple of English people ordering drinks, and um, the bartender charged them three times the amount. And obviously being English, they didn't really realize. And Sever was apparently, I don't know who told me this story, Sever was at the bar, overheard what was going on, and then had a go at a bartender saying you can't charge them three times more just because they're English. Wow. So I may be spending a lot of money if that's anything to go by, because I'd imagine I'll get charged like 500 euros for a McDonald's. Good chance. Yeah, and I'll just be like, chance. okay, thank you. I'll just be like, okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. My tactic for Russia is I'll be rolling over to everything. Anything that happens, I'm rolling over. No conflict. 
I'm a humanitarian after all, but no, no conflict, just anything, whatever they say, go. Oh, hello. I'd like to check into the hotel. Okay. Um, that patch of floor in the lobby over there, the concrete, that's where you're sleeping. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Appreciate it. What no, about no if, anger, uh, no what anger about please. No anger. I'm not angry. I'm very level voice, please. Thank you. Okay. What about uh, a big Russian lumberjack comes up to you and says he wants to sleep with you? you it's a real over? shame that you're so predictable because I just, the second I started talking, I was like, no, that's where he's going to go. But it's fine. You stay predictable. Oleg the bear. But yeah, it does seem as though Russia's happening. So off we go. Um, this could be a ca- If I die in Russia, first of all, if I die in Russia, you I'm straight on the phone to Antonovich. Okay, you need to stop this podcast though, because uh, we've got an opening. Uh, Unfortunately, Lewis Lewis gave it his best shot. Uh, And Anton, welcome aboard. That's brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, no. Um, right now, it seems as though. Where all systems go. I'm ve- I, I've been checking the FIM website daily. We are all systems go. Some, I feel like this can't be it. Like something's going to have to change at some point with a round on the calendar. Surely, surely. I I am actually just like, thinking what like I I'd imagine that something that you don't happen. turn up to what Russia that you don't get in. It, it's got to be what officially or. Yeah, my choice. officially. No, no. Well, that's, don't like, talk about that because that scares me. Yeah, like the, the fact you get into Russia for round one. I wonder what the, the... If I went to like Bet Fred or something and found out what the... Yeah, I reckon... Disclaimer, be, I will be shitting myself. Literally. I probably won't do much work in a week before Russia because my mind will be very much on... <laughs> worrying. I can imagine them saying... Uh, we have a problem and you just start crying. That's what I say. Roll over. Just everything. <laughs> I will just roll over to everything. Okay, we've got a problem. Okay, then. Sorry. That's clearly my fault. I'm sorry. See you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Sorry. Sorry for bothering you. Sorry for taking up your time. Yeah, I could definitely see this happening. So any, any news on uh, riders going into? Any injuries? Anybody missing? Everybody... No, I'm, I'm actually working on a feature at the moment. Oh, okay. With... I'm adding up, uh, how would you explain it? I'm adding up how many GP wins and podiums there are on the MXGP start line this year and comparing it to every other year just to like put into, into, put into perspective how big this year is. Spoiler alert, it's less than last year because obviously we lost to Sal. Uh, nice little segue into where we're, coming, where we're going with this. What was the question? <laughs> oh, no. So, actually, I don't know what the question is. I'm sorry. I was just asking, were there any, are there any injuries? Oh, this is, well, this is why I said this. Because I was going through the list and I was like, well, I need to, I should probably, I was basing it off of the starting line at round one. So I was going through the list and I was like, I better take out the riders who are injured. And there was no one. I was going through and I was like, oh, well, core blimey, there's no one. Oh. Of like GP win or podium significance. Um, so yeah, at the moment, we're all, we're all sweet. Touch wood, I guess. I've just touched, my desk is wood, so I've just touched that. Yeah, it, it, we're actually, as far as that goes, we've been quite good. Still some races to go, obviously. Hurlings, Ben, etc. are doing the British Championship at Ling this weekend. And then after that, there's no races in Europe the weekend after, I do believe. But the weekend after that, there is a British Championship at Canada Heights. I don't know if I, I can't see anyone turning up, for uh, GP-wise, turning up for that, to be honest, because 
it's not exactly the most GP-centric track. Although it is very close to the tunnel, so maybe. To be honest, I didn't think people would race Ling because it's like, I just, in my mind, Ling's a very um, old-school track. It doesn't really relate much to what riders will face in GPs because there's not really any jumps and it's flat out and it's just like, it's not really... I don't know, I just don't really see it as a GP-style track. But um, I guess at the end of the day, the goal at the moment is a race is a race. So, yeah. And then the weekend before Russia, I think my calendar that I've just said is a bit out of sync, but I'm doing it from memory. But the weekend before Russia is the French Championship in Ernay. And I thought that no one would really do that because it's a week before Russia and obviously race bikes would be crated up and you'll be leaving for Russia in a couple of days. So like, you know, blah, blah, blah. What like better play it safe. But it sounds like quite a few people will be doing Erne for the French championship. So, but as far, and as far as I was thinking about it, as far as it goes, Erne isn't a bad place to practice for Russia. Hard, hilly, like not, I mean, it's quite far away, but it's not a million miles away from what they'll be experiencing at Russia, in Russia. Yeah. Bye. Are you going to be going to Erne? No. No? Okay. Why would I go to the French Championship? Don't know. Just... Like, literally, that would be the most random thing for me to do ever. Okay. Especially the week before Russia. Jesus. No, I might go. Okay. Might do some live updates. That's, you can do whatever you like on your personal accounts. <laughs> Although that's a lie because we're trying to crack down. On yeah, the you're trying account. to stop me from doing that now. <laughs> we're trying to crack down on your personal social media accounts. Such a control freak. Well, I just try, I'm trying to make MX Vice the best it can be. And if you are going to be the handbrake to that, then I have to take action. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Blenzel Performance of the Week. This is an interesting one, isn't it, James? It is interesting because you want to give it to Clement DeSalle. I want to give explain. it to you. Let me explain. So the Blenzel Performance of the Week. I, some people would take that literally performance from the weekend. Uh, obviously, there was a Swedish championship at the weekend, a lot of GP riders, uh, entertaining race, a uh, shit show of conditions on Saturday with a lot of rain and everything, but still, uh, there was a good seven or eight, or probably, even, probably more than that, 10 GP riders uh, in MX2. But rather than give it to a rider from the Swedish championship, which, you know, I thought this would be a good opportunity to acknowledge that MXGP will go off without Clement de Salle this year. And just take a second to give him the credit he deserves for a job well done in his career, which, to be honest, I feel like not many people have done compared to what he actually achieved. Like, the amount of kudos he has received is not comparative to his actual stats and success. Well done. Hello. <laughs> well done. I just feel that uh, Liam Everett's put in a great, great uh, performance, given that he got injured at Ling. And uh, uh, what are you a time? Are you a time traveler? Not sorry, not Ling. Um, Cullen, bloody hell! If he gets injured at Ling, I swear to God, bounce back were... to do well at the Swedish I mean, championship. He, wasn't, he didn't get but injured. Socks, don't interrupt me. But yet, you give Clement de Salle performance of the week. I'm just trying to clarify your injured at Ling statement. He didn't get injured at, at Cullen as in like broke a bone. He was banged up. Like he wasn't injured. Injured. Like he wasn't. Cast it up, leaving Cullen. Like just FYI for people. Okay, he was banged up. He had a crash and he was banged up. Like his hand was banged up. 
No, I just because I was going. I went back. Obviously, everyone knows that. Uh, everyone knows that Dasawa's had like eighty-one podiums, and um, uh, my mind blanks on how many GPs he wins. He's Haven't you just through. written an article? I've written lots of things this week, James. I'm a factory at the moment of content, but it's funny because I'm just typing in MX Vice on Instagram to find the Instagram post I did with said information. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 23 overall wins, 81 overall podiums, 35 moto wins, and 148 moto podiums. Impressive numbers. Also, they were all on a 450, which is like a bit unheard of, like a bit special, I think, to have like, because obviously a lot of riders have their stats elevated by banking some serious numbers in MX2. But the thing that I wanted to pull attention to is in 2008 in MX1, uh, DeSalle finished 11th in the MX1 championship with a lot of top 10 moto finishes, uh, one fifth, one fourth, but apart from that, no top fives. 11th in the championship on a privateer Suzuki team. Eh, okay, that's decent, isn't it? But to go from that, 11th in MX1, to the following year, third in MX1, and a GP winner and a consistent podium finisher, I feel, when I look back at that, I was like, that is actually, that sort of progress in MX1 is Really something. Well done, you, Clement. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's all. That's the sole purpose of this. I just feel like oh, so, DeSalle deserves a bit of credit, and because it is actually a big deal that MXGP is going to be starting without him. Okay, sound a bit emotional. No, I just I'm trying. As I've said many times, I my goal for this year is I'm going to be building up these stories for people to give GPs some more depth and stuff like that. So that's why I wrote the article. That's why I put the Instagram post up because this, if DeSalle was an American equivalent, he would have been, there would have been lots of this talk. So yeah. Good on, good. Not, only, not only a performance of the week, Clement, consider this your Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay. Wow. Um, you, you, you're a bit of a, a young Jack Burnicle, aren't you, Lewis? I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, Could you please put your phone on silent, James? Uh, that is not my phone. That's... That is uh, Facebook blowing up. Okay, could you please put your laptop on silent, James? Done. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Castor Oil has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essia won the 2022-stroke World Championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of castor-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile God label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow at Blenzel on Instagram. So there we go. Did you, uh, um, just FYI as well on that, Blenzel is also seeking additional distributors and dealers to help supply the worldwide demand at the moment. So. Uh, obviously, lots of people listen to this from different countries. And if you fit that bill, uh, just drop us a message and we'll put you in contact with Blenzel. And you too can support the push for Blenzel domination. But yeah, um, so before we go to where we were going to go next, James, and not to step on your toes, I don't want to, ho- I don't want to pull the hosting from out under you. <sighs> no, because you've never tried to do that. I feel like this would be a good time to give away the Fly Racing Formula helmet. 
seen us fly up to present the sponsors of part one of this podcast. Have you heard from the last person who, who won the, the fly helmet? I actually can't remember who the last person was. We've given, Fly have been so generous. We've given away so many. Where country was the last person from even? Uh, there was a Canadian in there. I don't think he was the last one. No, I think he was the second to last one. I think there was someone else since. I think the last person might have been English actually. But still, you're getting a Formula helmet. Let's change someone else's life and introduce them to the revolutionary world of the Formula. Yeah. I'm just loading Everyone up my little... needs a Formula helmet. I'm just loading up my little randomizer here. Please give me a second. Obviously, we were meant to do a show last week. That didn't happen. So I'm just uh, quickly... I'm just quickly... Um... Yeah, no British podcast this week uh, due to not much happening on the UK scene. But uh, I will be frequenting the AMCA Championship. Mighty okay, AMCA no ranked two at a championship in Nymphsfield. No one knows what that is, but it's fine. Near Bristol. Okay, so I'm just, load, I'm just loading up these things now. The randomizer. Took me a lot of time putting these names in. Many things, many things. But what we have here is the randomizer. So I'm just going to load up. Bear with me here. Okay, well, we're still bearing with you. I can't believe right. it's taking this Are you one. ready? We were born ready. Let's give away a Formula helmet. Tom Cumber is the winner of the Formula Helmet. Wow. Wow and wow. Well done, Tom. Cumber. That's um, it's a job well done from Tom. He got the answer in, got entered, and he's what won a Formula question? Helmet. Uh, name three riders worldwide who are currently using the Formula Helmet. And to be honest, actually, I wanted to mention this. Points for creativity. Everyone kind of blew my week back with the depth of riders they were going to. Really? Yes. Like, yeah. Like, because oh, I said, because I said on a podcast, points for creativity, kind of joking, <laughs> but people were sending like privateers, Canadian riders, British riders, like the lot. Like, they, they, I would say, this actually, I guess it, statistically, it's kind of unlikely, but from the hunt, there was probably 400 odd entries from all of them. There were very few, if not none, but that's probably not, there has to be some replicas, repli replications. There were very few of the same answers. I was quite impressed. Jeez. Okay. That's, that's pretty impressive. So, yeah. Let's just, um, let's just take a second to uh, in, in revel in the fact that we've changed Tom Cumber's life because he too is going to experience the world of a Formula Helmet and for massive advancements that have been made with that product. We'll have to catch up with Tom and see how he feels about, uh, you know, getting a couple of laps under his belt with Rayon technology. Maybe we should um, advance this podcast so that to announce the winner of, like, the Formula Helmet competition, we actually have someone outside his front door, like, live on camera, and then they can knock on his front door and, like, tell him live and we can get his live reaction. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, Production cost might be a bit far from where we are at the moment. Yeah. Well, we could get you to do it. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. But no, congrats to Tom. Very happy with that. Very happy. Yeah. Uh, I think I've, I recognize that name. I think Tom contributes questions regularly as well. So good to see it going to a legitimate fan of a, the show. A contributor. Well done. Well done, Tom. I do believe that the Rayon technology 
uh, will actually take two seconds a lap off my uh, race time. This I'm racing back holiday you. Monday, by the way, Lewis. When's that? Uh, I think it's maybe like May the 30th or something. Oh, but well, the rest of us in the business will be working, so you enjoy yourself. Well, it is technically working because uh, I'm part, like, semi-pro rider. Okay. So there we go. Uh, yeah, Corsham Club Championship. Okay, brilliant. That's, that's brilliant. Plus, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for letting us know. Class. Thanks for letting us know. Not to take the hosting off of you again, but I presume you're stalling because um, just you don't know where I need, to go next. I'm just wondering where I need some blends or oil. Okay. Well, you, because you if it's good enough that. for Michael Essie, it's good enough for me. So we were going to talk MXGP. We're now close enough where we can fully start breaking this shit down. Exciting times. Been a while. Oh, I can't wait. Shall I'm we go? So... Let's go to let's go to an advert early. I know, but then let's come back and let's get into that because I don't want to interrupt the flow of that. Once okay. we're in, once we're in, we need to be in. That's what she said again. Okay, brilliant. Uh, predictable. Okay, yeah. At Fly Racing is redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rail technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation in ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game, and it will be changing Tom and my games. So uh, there we go. Look forward to changing our helmets and giving them a good clean. And we'll be back in five. So you, can, you coming back, Lewis? Oh, my God. You're, okay. okay, okay. We're going to try and improve your game in this five-minute break. Jesus Christ. Well... Uh, why don't you talk us through perspectives or perspectives? Okay, back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Brox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, 
introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the MX Vice Show, episode 68. Part 2 is presented by Technical Touch. With an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world, the KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension like Jeremy Sewer and Ben Watson and close to home too. Visit www.technical-touch.com forward slash KYB hyphen authorized hyphen dealer to find an authorized KYB by Technical Touch dealer in your country. Take your ride to the next level. So then, Lewis, have you got over Clements not turning up for round one? No, this is, see, this is where you're, you are the problem. This shouldn't be a laughing matter. This, should, this, is, a, this is a conversation-worthy thing. And we need to get more of that into MXGP. So, okay, sorry about that. I was just sipping on my Armour Blitz. Okay, we're not at the Armour section of the show yet, so just well, I just down. needed a little pick me up. Settle down. And what better hydration, strength, endurance, and recovery could I get than Armour Blitz? Okay. Right. So, should we go into questions? I think so. There's some good ones. So let's do that. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, if you are ready, Lewis, then I am born ready for these questions. Brought to you by Liat. Ask Vice anything. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology, at a mid-range price point, order all new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles. Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Dr. Chris Liat is everywhere at the moment, Lewis. I keep seeing his name popping up just all over the place. He's actually, uh, not only is he everywhere as in uh, figuratively, he's also literally, he's in England at the moment. Wow. Yeah. Are you, are you guys not hanging out? Uh, I, we will be doing something with him uh, in the very near future. Just figuring out the exact details on what exactly to do. But definitely a podcast, but um, I think we're going to mix some video into it. Oh, wow. I'll probably be in the office for that, so you will see me. Oh, that's Although I probably, I probably will arrange it for a time when you can't interact with Dr. Chris because he and I are on a different intellectual plane to yourself. So while, you're in the oh, corner, while you're in the corner trying to put a square into a round hole, we will be discussing the science of thrill, in fact, in the podcast room. But that's fine. That is fine. Uh, yeah, good questions this week. Good questions this week. Like I say, deep dive into MXGP, and these questions are a nice little springboard into that. So, okay. Lego. Lego? I, Lego? I like Lego. I like Lego. Yep. At John M 20 underscore. Remember the underscore. Debate time. Can Geyser beat Herlins if he stays healthy? I'm, I'm so happy. We get to talk about MXGP again. <laughs> it's close enough where we can actually talk about this without it being a random conversation in the middle of winter. Do you, do you, do you want to know? Um... I actually am so happy. Like, like, I obviously wrote that question down. And when I heard it read back, I was just like, oh my God. 
I'm going to give you two words which will turn this around into um, stress. Indian variant? MX manager. Oh. I need to talk to you about that. Oh, God. Well, I thought we already talked about it and we had a plan. Yep. Uh, I need to talk to you about that. Because it's only a month away. Okay, that's brilliant. Uh, we're actually answering questions right now. I'm not sure why you're trying to have a business meeting. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll just go back to my armor. You've really... You uh, you've crack really... on with your geyser and your hurlings. I had a bit of an epiphany the other day. I had a weekend, actually. I'm not sure what made me think about it. So, her, so geyser has never beaten hurlings when hurlings is healthy in a season, right? Yep. However, hurlings has never beaten geyser either. Which... What? When, when the geyser is healthy, I mean. Hang on a minute. You're telling me... That I mean, Hurlings I'm talking about is... over a championship. Oh, I, thought, I was going to say, I thought you were on drugs. No, just try and keep up. Maybe you need to explain a little bit for the newbies out there. Like As I've mentioned many times, there is no... There just hasn't been a real time when they've both... The only example where they have both been 100% and both firing on all cylinders and both, like, amazing... Um, is the first two rounds last year. That's the only time when I can sit here and honestly say that we have seen them both at their peak and that resulted in amazing battles. So, yeah. I, to be honest, I'm starting to get worried that we may never see this happen over the course of a season because time's running out. We've had a lot of years where one or the other have gotten injured now. But obviously, I think this... The reason why the question is, can Geyser beat Hurlings if he stays healthy is two reasons. Geyser is the reigning champion. So obviously that question would fall onto him more so because it's like, just because he's the one with the crown to defend and the attention is on him. But also, uh, the reason this question's floating around, I think, is because the, the aftershock of Hurlings 2018 season still lives on in the paddock solely for the reason that we haven't really seen him since. We haven't seen Hurlings healthy since. So, I was going to say, I've seen him. If he can be, if Hurlings can be the 2018 Hurlings, can Geyser hit that level? That is the question, essentially. To make it more specific, it would be, can 2020 Geyser or 2021 Geyser beat 2018 Hurlings? Now, there are many different offshoots of that. Can Hurlings be 2018 Hurlings again? Does Hurlings want to be 2018 Hurlings again, even? That's actually an interesting question. I need to write that down. I need to ask him that. Where's the paper? Paper! Ah! That is a I bloody didn't. interesting question. Would he... 2018 was a ridiculous year for him, and he would have made so much money in win bonuses. However, he also pushed himself to a ridiculous limit. And would he want that again? Or would he rather take a season where... He wins when it's presented to him. He settles for third. Um, he takes a fifth every now and again. Or would he... If, if I said to him right now, you can win 95% uh, of the races again, but you will be pushing yourself to the absolute limit that you were in 2018, would he be like, eh, that is interesting. My pen's broken now. That... Oh God, that stops you from clicking it. That is bloody interesting. Hold on, I'm right. Really, really interesting. I mean, no, but, that, I, I, am. but I would be genuinely interested in that question. So oh, back to back to John too. M's Imagine question. Imagine how many Lambos he could have bought as well. Back to John M's question. If you want to go off of Vulcan Sword and Matterly last year, Geyser can. However, the counter to that would have been that in that same season, Hurlings built a 60 point lead. So I think I've said it before. The answer, the way that I 
the thing that would be the deciding factor in this for me is will Geyser get better again? Because the guy, as I've said many times, the Geyser who was in the second half of the season last year when Hurlings wasn't there was ridiculously better than the Geyser who was there when Hurlings was there. So if that form carries over, we haven't actually seen Hurlings race that Geyser. And can Geyser actually go beyond that? Because what does that look like? That would be what, that would be the questions. That would be the two things that I'm looking to see what happens with Geyser. Is he as good as the end of last year? Or is he actually better? That's what I'm kind of waiting to see. But great question, John. Great question, John, a.k.a. Lewis Phillips. Do you have, a, do you have any answers to that, James? Can Geyser beat Hurlins if he stays healthy? No. At Sam underscore 257 underscore, who is going to be the 2021 MXGP champ in your opinion? I can answer this. Hurlins. The funny thing is, I have a weird, I have a weird thing where if someone's won X amount of titles in a row, I kind of start to go away from them because I'm like, well, what are the chances of everything going right again? Because you don't really see it nowadays, especially three in a row. So I'm in my mind, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, guys has won two in a row, but what are the chances of everything going his way once again? Like, because things happen in this sport out of your control. And equally, on the flip side of that, I'm like, Hurlings hasn't won in three years. What, how, 2018, 2019, two years. Three years? What do you say that is? I don't know. And I'm like, well, Hurlings is due now. Like, Hurlings is now long overdue a title. So I'm also the opinion that everything has to go right for him at some point soon. So my bet is on Hurlings this year for that reason, because I kind of feel like he is due things going right. It just feels like that. And also because... I can't get away from the 60-point lead that he had last year. I just can't. I can't do that. Like, that's, that's in my head. That is living in my head rent-free because I'm just like, well, Jesus, that's kind of telling, isn't it? Or is it not? We will find out. Just a couple of weeks. Great question, Sam. But we do have the young Spaniard, Jorge. See, that's a good point. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. I forget about Prado and I don't know why. I think I did say that. Okay, let's. Okay, you've opened up the well of conversation now. That's what I'm here for. You've put a key in the door and opened up the door to Conversation Street. Let's converse on Prado. Well, not only Prado, but Caroli and Fevra and Sua. Yep. Okay, yeah, brilliant. Um, let's play this fun game percentage. You got to split up the pie oh, uh, oh, percentage. We've we done so well on this last year. Right now, I would go, it's low for everyone because I've got to give a lot of people a piece at this point because you've got to at least give Hurlings, you've got to at least give Hurlings, Guys of Prado a good slice. And that's, if you're just going to have them, that's already down to 33%, which is quite low odds for a favorite. But then also, I do want to give Crowley some and I do want to give Sewer some. And for some reasons, I saw something. Fevra's Instagram post yesterday kind of made me a believer and I don't know why. He literally just posted a photo of him riding with the caption with ready to get racing started now and I was like, oh, he's ready. Um, I think right now I would go, hold on, let me get a calculator out because I'm working with 0.5s here. Well, if there's 20 rounds, then not sure what that has to do with anything. 
well, portion, do you think Hurlings wins 10? I will go 27.5% for Hurlings. <laughs> 27.5% so, for Geyser. So you're basically saying that Hurlings is only going to win uh, five races. That's not what we're doing here. We're doing the game of, if you're, you're, you're splitting up title okay. odds, what percentage are you giving to the chances of them winning a title? Like, are you going to give overwhelming amount to one or the other? That's what we're playing here. That's what we do every year. So I'm going to give 27.5 to Hurlins, 27.5 to Geyser. So you're basically 22... spreading your bets. That's like, that's like, you might as well just put half your money on red and half your money on black. 22.5 is... to Prado, slightly less, but I'm not willing to get, take too much there. And then that leaves me with 22.5 left. So I will give 10 to Caroli. 6.25 to Sewer and 6.25 to Fevra. You're, you're welcome. You followed that. Yeah. Okay. You? Uh, I'm going to give uh, 60% to Hurlins and 30% to Prado and 5% to Geyser and 5% to Crowley. You are actually off your fucking rocker. No, no. I actually want to hang up on you. But you have the equipment. Yeah. No, you yeah. are. I don't even, I'm not even going to engage in that conversation because that's Why not? bloody ridiculous. Why not? Honestly, honestly, I don't even, I can't even find what I would say to that other than you are off your rocker. I am off my tits on blitz. You are off, no, you were just like, clearly you are not, okay, I'm just going to write down some names of people Armor who do this blitz. podcast next week. because Armour Blitz. This gives me clarity. No, I think Hurlins is going to absolutely... Yeah, but that's not the point here. The point is you gave Geyser five. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Why? Because, like, did you not... Were you not watching at the end of last year? Yeah, but it's a new year. Okay, brilliant. Um, This isn't even worth having a conversation. Next question. Oh, you're getting... Honestly, it's like... You can't... It's my game... I'm going to take my game home now. You can't debate with stupid. You can have a conversation, but you can't... There's no point having a conversation with stupid. I think that Hurlings is going to own it this year. But that isn't the point. You haven't... You think you haven't given Hurlings 90%. You've given Hurlings 60. If you'd given Geyser 20 and Prado 20, I would have been like, okay, I see where you're coming from. Why? You're now arguing with me for... Agreeing with what you so Prado thirty percent. You don't think that's what's wrong with Prado thirty percent? I'm not comment. I'm not. I haven't got a problem with your hurlings and Prado percentages. I've got a problem with the fact that you left five for Geyser, who end of last year from uh, Spain on. I'd say from Spain on or Mantova three on was a different rider and was ridiculously good and was the class of the field. Yeah, I can. Uh, it's my opinion. Okay, next question. Okay, at Marapav73. That's not the next question. At Henk Jan Lewis. Why can't I just go with that one and come back to the other one? Because you, you weren't going to do that. You clearly just missed, Why the, you you clearly just missed the question. <laughs> you clearly just missed the question. You were, there was no strategy there. How much do you love at Henk Jan Lewis? He's got three questions in this week. Has he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I didn't realize that that other one was from him. It's because we didn't do a show last week, so some people sent in questions for both weeks. And to be honest, if they're good, they're good. Wow. Well, obviously, Hank Jan Lewis is obviously. I did think he was only Lewis in, I, Phillips. I did think he was only in here twice. Do you though, actually, at least half of these accounts yours. Clearly not. There's actually quite a lot of new people this week. Okay. Next question: Will there be a double race at Matley after Russia? Uh, that was a rumor, but uh, from everything I hear, no. I think we're quite set for the first bit of the season. I I feel quite confident that. Uh, Russia, Matali, Majora, Kegums, Oss, Lockett, Lommel. I feel quite confident that that portion is locked in. I feel that's. I feel confident about those the first seven at this point. So I expect that to be what it is. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, that was a rumor, but I don't think it's going to happen now. Well, that that was easy. At Marpav seventy three. Is it? St- Still just guessing, or do we know if GPs are ahead? I might have typed that up wrong. (laughs) 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 I might have I might have wrote out the wrong word. Yeah. Uh heading for a one or a two day. Yeah, I think I was meant I think I was meant to put heading. Yeah. Sorry, Marpav, if you've ever got the impression that it's guessing, all along it's been confirmed that it's one day format. So I'm sorry that you got the impression that you were guessing. I take that on board. Clearly, I should have been more assertive when saying it. It's definitely one-day format, and it has been for months now. Uh, obviously, one-day format as in MXGP and MX2 is one day. The GP is still a two-day format with EMX on Saturday. But MXGP and MX2 are racing one day. And also, actually, point worth talking about, Russia has no EMX racing. So it's just the main races, and that's it? It, just Sunday. Okay. Just rocking up for a day. It's a long way to go for a day. Well, it's the first round, so I guess it makes it worth it. Hmm. Well, if, if, you, you know, if you want to go all that way for, for a day, then it's up to you. I'm not going. You were almost going, weren't you? I was, yeah. I was going to hold your hand just to make sure you get there. Oh, I'm not well. even going to pronounce this username. It is the most ridiculous username ever. Do you want me to? But why? At eight eight four nine four nine four nine forty forty G. Yes, I think the people. There's a lot of people on Instagram. There aren't many usernames left at this point. That is just ridiculous, honestly. Anyway, right. His anyway, what would be considered a successful season for Ben Watson? Um. I think if the basis of the season is consistent top 10s, then that's automatically good. If, that's, if the base of the season is that, then that means that, obviously, beyond that is there are top fives and maybe podiums and whatever. But if the, if the base of the season at the end of the year is you can say that he was always consistent top 10, then sweet as in my book. So top 10, you're going to be ha- he's going to be happy with a top 10. You're kind of missing what I'm saying. By consistent top 10... I don't mean finishing 10th every week. I mean, if that's the basis so that the bad days, you can still say consistent top 10. That means that on the good days, 7th, on the good days, 5th, on the good days, 3rd. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, because you said he's going to podium this year. Yeah, I'm fully stuck by that. So he's going to podium at 1GP this year. Ben Watson's going to podium. 
Oh, hold on. Hold on, James. Can you step back a minute? Uh, yeah, sure. Just, just, just step back. Platform one for the 1225 Watson wagon service to Russia. A trolley service <laughs> of drinks and light refreshments is available on this train. This train is formed of oh. 10 coaches. Oh, I, I haven't listened I made that a week ago and I haven't listened to it since and there were some surprises in it for me <laughs> I forgot that there was some poor, I, I was particularly surprised to hear my voice because I forgot I did that <laughs> I have no words I thought the setup of that was great though but can you step back obviously from the platform because there's a train approaching well I forgot you done that until I realized what you were doing. And then I was like, he's not going to. And you did. See, again, you say that if I had sound bites, it wouldn't be good. However, that was terrible. Yeah, so terrible. It's funny. That's kind of the idea. I wanted it to, I wanted it to be so long that it was almost like an experience. Anyway, um... <laughs> Done. You'll out. notice. You'll notice that in the middle, you'll notice that after the bloke said "all aboard," I heard you <laughs> laughing. <laughs> You're laughing on your own soundbite because it's because I forgot what was in it, and I was like, oh, "That's quite funny." <laughs> you'll notice that uh, after "all aboard," you hear a door slam. I added that myself because obviously, with the train experience, they're not going to drive off with the door open. So I really went to that next level to just really. Replicate that real train experience. <sighs> right. Anyway, that would never play that again. That's a one-time thing. I'll tell you now. Yeah. No, but I think the basis is consistent top tens. I do think he'll podium this year, hundred percent. There's a there are very positive things coming from that camp. Watch this space. But if I think consistent top tens would be a good base for the season, if if you can say that at the end of the year, then I think that's good. Yeah, I think top ten in the championship at the end of the year would be a a, a great. Great season. Uh, at Braden underscore boot. What can I expect from Nathan Watson? What can Braden expect from Nathan Watson this year, Lewis? You feel free to answer a question yourself. Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm the host. I'm asking the questions. You're also meant to contribute. And you are okay. the Nathan Watson whisperer. Okay. Um, I think it's... Uh, it's going to be a good season, but uh, what would you say? 12th to 13th? 12th <laughs> to 13th? Yeah, really? 13th, <laughs> a, lot of wriggle, a lot of wiggle room there. Yeah. Well, I, I would say, you know, if he gets a top 10, that's fantastic. But obviously, he's on different machinery to Ben. So. Sorry, I'm still not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Siri. He's not sure either. Yeah. I think I think it's it's a stacked class. So thirteenth, twelfths, eleventh on a privateer Honda. I think that's a that'd be good. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think uh, if you could say consistent top 15s, if you're going off for Ben, like if, you, if you're going to use the same metric as Ben, I think if you said for Nathan consistent top 15s, then that's um, equally as good. You've got to think that bite's going to play, um, play a part. Because if he, if he was on a, a, you know, a, a, the factory Yamaha, then we'd be, we'd be looking at quite a little bit higher, wouldn't we? I mean, I, sure, but it's not a TM. Van Horbeek did podium with a bike. It's like it's not. It's not so much. Okay, yeah, obviously a factory team is better, but it's not like you're kind of making it out to be like a bigger deal than I probably think it is. No, I think it is. Uh, what Van do you Horbeek think? Podium with a bike. So what, what are you saying? I, I told you already. Say again. Top fifteen. If you say consistent top fifteens, then I think that's fine. Solid. Cool. Okay. With a second question of the week, the Dutch Lewis Phillips, where will Guadagini and Hoffer finish this year in the championship? See, I put this, I put this in because KTM released um, uh, interviews with each of their riders. And okay. there was a question to Guadagnini about something random, like uh, blah, 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 season, results, hopes, something like that. And he said, I think that if I can be top three in a championship at the end of the year, I'll be happy. And I read that and I was like, Hold your bloody horses. I think if you can be top, I think if he can be top seven in the championship, he can be happy. That would be realistic, I think. Top three, I'm not even considering. I think that's way out of. I think that's that's shooting too high for year one. Really? Like you? Like I mean, I'm I'm automatically giving one of those spots to Viao, and I'm automatically giving one of those spots to Gers. So there's only one left, and I'd. I'd, there's probably five riders I'd rather give that to than instead of um, given the bike and the equipment. I think um, he's quite capable. Someone's just suddenly learnt that factory bikes are good. You know those like memes of like people hitting a button like when they're like, like there should be you, and then the bat, the button should say factory bikes are good, and it's just you just going to smash it all the time. I would like. Or you know the meme of like um the guy who's walking with his girlfriend and then he's checking out another girl. It should be you walking with like the podcast, and then like the other person is factory bikes are better, and you're just like. Oh. I yeah, uh, I would like to be Kim Jong Un at the moment with a little red button here where I can activate it to blow you up in Worthen. Oh, I'd like that too. Jesus Christ, help me out. Hoff, I think. The, the interesting question here would be who does better, Guadagnini or Hoffer? Guadagnini. I could see them both being 7th and 8th in the championship, which is fine. I think, I think that's realistic for both of them. I think that's fine, and I think that's more than fine. I think I'm putting... Gua- Guadagnini beats Hoffer, hands down. I don't think hands down, but... Hands down. That. Hands down. I'm putting Beaton above those two. I'm putting Renault above those two. Maybe Beniston. Probably not 100%, but I would probably be inclined to. Um, Do you know what? I think we've been... We haven't given Renault um, enough on this show, I don't think. Well, I, to be honest, because we haven't given MX2 keep, enough. Yeah, but we keep saying that it's Vial and, and Gertz. I think Renault can, can, can beat both of those guys. Um, I'm actually writing an article about this at the moment in an effort to get people excited for MX2. I'm fucking um, excited on MX2. I'm not. I am. I can't, like, most I, I put him ahead of Guadagnini Hoffer. MX2 is deeper than your thoughts of Ben Watson. I'll tell you what, 
You want to talk about someone who we haven't given credit to, Boirame. Yeah. Well, I Arab. credit Boirame. You well, don't. I'm not sure his name has been mentioned once in the last eight months. Uh, I think you'll find that um, I'm a fan. Harrop. Kai Wolf. I tell you what, actually, from Sweden, Kai Wolf really impressed me. I was quite uh, well done. I was quite what was that? that? Just did you watch it? What the, the Swedish race? Yeah, bits and bobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, he impressed me. Two motor wins, pole on Saturday. Yeah, I was quite. Uh, I was quite impressed. But yeah, no, we should. We will do MX2 a closer to the clo- uh, closer to the GPs. We will do so an what, MX2 so we, dedicated a, episode a month away. Uh, to be honest with, you, I've got to be honest with you, James. I miscounted. So last week I thought we were a week closer than we were. So I was starting to roll out my stuff, and I was like, "Oh, old your horses." We've still got five weeks. Oh. Which was a bit... Un- I got a bit ahead of myself. But at this that's, point... That's good news for MX Manager. One, two, three, four. Uh, we're four weeks away. Three weeks away. No, four weeks away. Uh, three and a half weeks away. Right. Okay, so thanks to Henk Jan Lewis or Lewis Phillips from Holland. At Calcroston26, explain a typical day of working at MX Vice. <laughs> this is interesting because if it's a typical day of uh, Lewis Phillips, it's I need to speak to you. I need to speak to you. I need to, I I need to talk I, to you. I haven't spoken. I literally I, I'm barely, just stressed at the moment. I'm just so stressed. I literally I don't know what to do. I haven't spoken to you. I don't know what to do. I'm just so emotional. I'm okay, so is, emotional right now. Me. I need to talk to you. Hello. So, Hello? You were, you were so off on everything. It's so funny. I'm no, not sure you this, said one thing right on this podcast. Any, any, any of our colleagues listening to that, they're like, that no, is not at all. on. They are. They're, that is bang on. I can, I sent... Uh, I'm stressing. Again, I'm stressing. Yesterday, I sent I don't you know one, what to do. Yesterday, I sent you one message. Monday, I sent you no messages. I didn't send you any messages Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Friday, I sent you a message with my humanitarian visa asking if you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, a typical day working at MX Vice. Um, well, let's see. If you want a regular day in the... Uh, what sort of day do you want? There's many different types of days. What day do you want, James? GP day? Yeah, you, t- you well, t- do your normal working week. So what, what I'm not do you going do through my week? whole week. I'm not going through my whole week. You chat to your dog? No, it's more, it's just, the, I'll tell you your what the biggest... Your mum makes your tea. Well done, Briny. I'll tell you what the biggest thing is about... Um, your brother comes in and calls you a knob. I'll tell you what the biggest thing is about working for MX Vice. This is the one thing you have to do. Spell? That you have to be on guard at all times. Like, no matter what, you bet, like, for instance... La, two weeks ago, last week, I went to the gym. And while I, and I take my laptop to the gym because you, just in case, who do knows what's going to happen. Curls. I've got to be like, you've got to be ready because if I'm at the gym and something happens, I need to be ready to get that, get like, make this happen. So I, I always have my laptop in my car just in case. And prime example, I drove to the gym a couple of weeks ago, uh, got, and as I pulled up in the car park, something happened. News work, news work. So I then sat in the gym car park for an hour on my laptop doing everything because you've got to always be ready. That's the one, number one thing. If, you, if you're going to do MX Vice or anything like this, you always have to be ready because anything can happen at any time. 
like um, uh, when Tomac, when Kawasaki announced that they weren't renewing Tomac's contract. That was 11.30pm English time. And I was literally just about to go to sleep. And I was, and then I was like, well, thank God I didn't go to sleep five minutes earlier because got to be ready. So you just always be ready. Stay ready? No. If you get, no. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That. But uh, no, a typical, typical working day, lots of phone calls. So who, of, who would you call, like, say, name some people you speak to in a day? I'm not, that's, I don't speak to the same people every day. Okay, we're just like, well, I'm just saying. I don't really want to give idea. away who is like, it my brands? sources. Is it oh, riders? Uh, is it no, a mix of brands, I'm teams. For fucking oh, God. A, a mix of brands, teams, and riders. I probably have like six or seven phone calls a day, which sometimes is my entire day. A lot of emails. I get a lot of emails. Maybe more. I'd like to, I'd like those to like, settle down a bit. There's a lot of emails. Usually ask Sean what he's wearing. A lot of writing. A lot of posting on social media. A lot of trying, in off-season, a lot of just pulling my hair out, trying to figure out how many days are left until GPs. <laughs> my my uh, standard working day... Oh, I'm sorry. Is, do you work at MX Vice? Yeah, I just try and uh, do stuff which makes Lewis' life harder. Which is basically, that is number one of my... Literally... If I, like, if I wake up and I just go on Twitter or something and I see something that James has done, then I'm like, oh, this is going to be a day. Yeah. I, uh, I just think, ah, it all seems like it's all going a little bit too straightforward. Back time, I just got in there and started to fuck some shit up. And... Well, you know, that's the biggest thing about if it, like, no matter, no matter what happens or, like, anything, always got to be ready because you never, like, it can be the quietest day ever. With nothing, absolutely nothing happening in the industry at all. And then out of nowhere, something happens which makes it the busiest day in the world because... World. Like, for instance, like today, nothing, it, nothing is happening today. It seems as though nothing will happen either. But then if, like, in front were to release a new calendar or something, today would then go mental because the calendar would come out, so I would basically almost rip my fingers off trying to get it on the website as quickly as possible. Then my phone would ring from about 20 people asking what I know about it and can I believe it. And then, I've, and then I've, I'd have to rebook my hotels. Oh, Jesus, I hope that doesn't happen because that's actually a lot of effort. But yeah, no, just, you just got to stay ready. Stay ready. Well, um, anyway, we've done enough of that, Next, Right, what's your usual, uh, oh, what's okay, your usual GP, GP weekend? Oh, I'd rather not think. Uh, to be honest, I had a... Sorry about that. Hello. Sorry, what was that? That was my phone ringing. See? Is it absolutely fine for you? What? You I didn't realize. Right, right deal with it, and it's like, oh, I'll just sweep across that. <laughs> what, what's, what's fucking double standards all the time? No, it's just um, uh, GP. I was actually thinking about that the other day. It's going to be a bit of a shock to the system. A GP yeah. is, a Sunday, a GP is normally 6 a.m. to 4 a.m. I think Callan Crossland just asked. What is your usual days? He doesn't want to know, like, how you're feeling or shock to the system. He just wants to know what you're fucking doing. Yeah, and I was just thinking the other day that GPs are, like, GPs are really busy, aren't they? And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some... Honestly, to anybody who's listening to this going, I wonder what it's like to work at MX5. So they're, <laughs> they're just like, what? This guy is a fucking knob. <laughs> what? You! What? 
You say it's hardly a description of your working day. You're just telling everybody your problems. No, not at all. I'm just saying you've got a... Basically, just... you've just spent the last 10 minutes moaning. Callum Crossan wants to find out what it's like to work in, <laughs> I don't know in, what more you media. want from me. I've, I, I've, the moan, biggest thing, moan, you have to moan. stay oh, ready. Oh, to a GP. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's just a hassle. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the point. <laughs> You're missing the point. My biggest thing oh, is you have to Sometimes I go ready. to the gym and sometimes I'm at the gym, something goes off and, oh my God, I've got to be ready. No, you've got to be ready. That's 100% the thing. You've got to be ready all, all times because you never know. You never know. That's a, that's a general thing. You never know when something could happen. Like, I remember, but yeah, that's just a general thing, isn't it? I don't know what you, I don't know what you want. Cow, if you want to email me or, or call me and just find out exactly what it's like uh, for an average day. Um, I can give you a, a way better answer than that. I don't know what you think. I don't know what you want from me. Just a description of what it'd be like to work in media, I guess. That's it. A lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of articles, a lot of social media posts. A lot of ideas that I often bin. <laughs> Lately, a lot of trying to explain to people what a podcast is. Kind of not really. <laughs> Where the fuck are you talking to them from? Kazakhstan, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of that, which isn't really ideal. How the? Who is even asking what a podcast is? It's fucking twenty twenty one. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Oh my god, we're in the most archaic industry ever. Okay, next. Next. This question's way too long. I regret putting it in. I need to learn my lesson. Oh, here's a better one. At Moose MX one five three. When is Lewis moving to the USA <laughs> next fucking year? That's when he's moving, because I cannot deal with this for another year. Don't, don't toy with me like that. Oh, 100% America. MX Vice USA is opening up next year. I 1 would, million percent. Considering how hard it is for, for you like, to reply to my messages when I'm in England, imagine if I was on American time zone. That'd be amazing. You know, I just wouldn't hear from you. No, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to put this into practice. Except I'm gonna, for- Except there'd be a random time because you tend to forget things. Okay, this is the best way. This is the best thing ever. This is the best thing ever, right? So first year we went to Indonesia for the GP. This is the best thing ever. And this sums up everything. Everyone will believe this as well because this podcast just makes it people. First year we went to the Indonesia for the GP at 4 a.m. on... uh, What day would it have been? Saturday. No, I'm trying to think. What, I don't know what morning it would have been because of the time difference. It would have been either Saturday or Sunday morning. 4 a.m. I was just fast asleep, obviously. Get a message from James that says, where are all the GP results? I feel like we're really missing the boat on this. And I woke up at 4 a.m. and replied, it's 4 a.m. The GP starts in six hours. Like, we're not missing the boat. We will have GP content once the GP starts. Please bear with me. Yeah. Well, some of us, some of just us, push, just pushing the limits. <laughs> some of us demand, demand the very best. You actually were asking me why the GP results were. I, I, I wanted to know why you were still in bed. That's what I was doing. I don't know what you thought the time was in Indonesia, but you wanted to know why the GP results weren't on the website when it was 4 a.m. on Saturday morning. You need to get your ass up, get down to the GP, start a write of content, get some pictures of early morning mist coming up over over Thailand. That's the shit I'll be doing. So if people want to know why I'm sometimes a bit highly strung, it's because I get woken up by messages like that from my boss, which makes me question everything I'm doing and what the hell I need to do to make him happy. That's exactly what I'm here for. 
keeping you on your toes. Just wandering around with your big balls through the pits, giving it a big I am. But no, America, Jesus Christ. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's oh. definitely going. So at Moose MX153, 100% Lewis is going to America in 2022. Funny thing is, I don't think I've ever seen Mouse MX one five three send in a question before. But even he knows about my dreams. Mm. Yeah, I'm, 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 th- I'm here to make it happen. There's actually quite a lot of hype for this on Twitter, you know. Sean, Sean, and uh, Sean and Wes are obviously going to stay in the UK, but you're going to America. Okay, uh, you can go to America now if you want to. Okay. I can step into GPs. Next question. Oh, oh, uh, Dutch Lewis once more. What will, what will the result be of Lupino at the first two races of pro motocross? I put, this was on from last week and I put it in because obviously we haven't talked about that and I figured this would give us an excuse to talk about it. Well, actually, hold that. Let's go for a break. Let's finish well, hold, off. Hold, hold on, there's three questions left. Should we not just like smash out the three questions? Okay, let's do it then. Because yeah, like, otherwise we're just coming back for three questions. Okay. So, 14th to 17th. So, my question is, uh, how did this come about? I think Lupino is very close to retirement and it's more of just a bucket list thing at this point. Because I had heard that there was a chance he was going to retire at the end of last year. So, um, I'd imagine it's just uh, while he's still got the opportunity, might as well tick that box. Hmm. It's good to see, though, hey? That, I wish there was more riders what were just like... I think, Jake, obviously, Jake Nichols has done it. Um, Clement DeSalle talked about it, but obviously was waiting for possibly a ride to come up. But I think it's pretty cool that riders just go ahead and try and do something to tick that list. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think there should be a lot of hype around it because I don't think anything's going like, to especially happen. But, yeah, well, nice for him. Yeah, like I don't think I don't think we're gonna. Oh, I can't wait to see if Lupino can battle with Tomac. Like, no, like he'll finish fourteenth to seventeenth, maybe a bit worse. Like, you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I can list you eleven riders off the top of my head who are hundred percent beat him. Okay, okay. Uh, right, thanks for that, Lewis. Uh, and so that's going to be the first two races. Just going to do two races, and that's it. Yep, and then back for GPS. Cool. Which actually. Uh, the second round is a weekend before Russia, so that's a bit of a like tight turnaround. Hmm. Maybe he's just going straight from America to Russia. I'm not even sure if that's possible. Okay. At Chris United ninety three, your thoughts on Tomac to Yamaha? Although they are separate entity from the MXGV paddock, is this a signal of intent from the manufacturer? that they are committed to the sport for real? And can you see another big name going to them in MXGP? Um, there was a little rumor floating around that before Crowley renewed his KTM deal, there was a little rumor floating around that Yamaha had made a push for him. And it was name your price. That's a rumor. There was a little rumor floating around. So, um, yeah, they obviously... like so. But as far as another big name going to them in MXGP, Jesus, how much bigger can you get? Like, they've already got Sua, Koldenoff, and Ben. Like, that's a... Like, okay, obviously, KTM's trio of Hurlings, Corelli, Prado is, like, never going to be beaten. But that isn't far off 
you can't really get much more of a stacked um, group of riders than that. You got you got to think as well. Somebody like um, Louis Vosters at Wilvo Yamaha, he he's willing to do whatever it takes to win that world championship. But that will be a personal thing, not a Yamaha thing. Well, there's obviously everyone wants to win. That's kind of the idea of going racing, isn't it? Yeah, but he's willing to put that money in to, to win. I think, well, no, Yamaha are obviously on a similar wavelength because they got, otherwise they wouldn't be A, be backing him and B, uh, have the whole pyramid thing, which is like ultimately a useless exercise unless the whole goal is to win MXGP. I mean, outside of the KTM group, they really are, um, they are really pushing, aren't they? Especially because they've obviously still got the two strokes. Where a lot of Japanese manufacturers they haven't. Well, the others. I'll tell you what. Are we? Um, uh, it's kind of off the question now, but you know, you know, how we say guys are underrated, like two-time world champion and stuff. Yeah, or two-time world champion in a row now, like last two world champions. Uh, are we overlooking the fact that it's HRC that has won the last two titles? Because all we, all anyone will ever talk about is that KTM own MXGP. But then here are HRC with back-to-back titles. Are we like overlooking? Because uh, for some reason, my mind immediately goes to KTM and Yamaha when I think of MXGP. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah, well Honda have won the last two titles. What is it about that though? I think it's just guys has like got quite. Um, uh, I think it's just that guys has got quite like a quiet personality. Yeah. That's all I, 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 I put it down to. I agree. I, I think, yeah, I think they need, definitely on the whole PR and in, in marketing thing, I think there needs to be way more done uh, with him. Because I don't think they're, well, we, well we're, we're saying it now, but he's definitely not getting the, the coverage he probably should or the recognition. And, nor, and HRC aren't either. No, I would, uh, well, I'd, I don't know. I think they get the recognition at the time. I just think that now, when people bench race about MXGP, they don't. It's not. It's just not something that people automatically registers for some reason. I mean, Jesus! If Geyser wins the third title in a row, that changes the game completely. I think, like that, like that, completely changes the game of the way that things are looked at and the way that things are perceived and everything. I think you, you, if you look at that whole. Dynamic, though, of, of Roger Harvey, uh, Garibaldi, and Geyser. They're, they're like staunchly Honda um, through and through now. I think, obviously, Roger's still you know, involved, but doesn't go to the flyaways and stuff like that. But huge amount of experience. Garibaldi, again, has the resources, wants to win. And then obviously you got Tim. What three world, three world championships now? Is it three, four, four, two and two in MX two, uh, one in MX two, one in MX two. Um, yeah, we. I actually feel quite bad now about my five percent. Is that that's why I said I wasn't even going to talk to you about it because like, you can't reason with stupid. Yeah, yeah. I well, don't, I, but again, but hang on a minute, hang on a minute. But I don't think I'm alone. I think this is, the, this is what we're getting at, hey? Is that, he, although he's been there, seen it, done it, 
four world championships, why are we still... I think it all comes down to what I've said. I've said this previously. There have been so many, there have been so many injuries in MXGP the last couple of years, but no one really knows where the land lies with anything. So no one's really making educated predictions. Everyone's just making predictions based on um, a couple of years ago. Because no one, there's no, like, if you look at the last two years, there is no concrete proof on where Hurling stacks up against Geyser. There's no concrete proof on where Prado stacks up against Hurlings. And then what if all three of those are in a, like, there's no, like, there's just not, like, there's no concrete proof still on what Prado would be like if he came into a season at 100%. There's, like, there's lots of unanswered questions, so we don't have much data to go off of, we as an industry. So I think that's why fans, everyone, just kind of, defaults to a standard. Here's one for you. Geyser goes into pro motocross this year. Uh, where does he finish? I don't want to talk about that. I do. It's just a ridiculous where do you think, question. Yeah, but where do you think... Question. Where would you think you stack against those riders? I don't know. It'd be in the mix. They're great. We're great. It's all great. It's not about but, America versus... I'm not doing that. I'm just saying him as a disability... Where would he finish in a pro motocross series? I mean, how highly do you rate him in the whole world of motocross as in combined two series? He'd be a contender for wins. Some He would win some and he would win some others. He wouldn't win some others. Same as Prado, same as Herland. But not a championship. He wouldn't be the overall winner. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We need global rankings. Okay, you do that. I'm going to do global rankings. Okay, you do that. Next question. Sometimes you just don't, you know, I want to, I want to play along, you know, just, just, I play along with you. Sometimes you just got to play Do along you? with you. <laughs> just disappointing sometimes. At Greg underscore Wilcox 28. Why do you think there is a struggle in support heading up to the EMX class from 85? No return. I'm not going to lie. I struggled to grasp what Greg was going for here. Well, I would, I would be really um, enthused if you could actually go through these questions before you give them to me and just make sure they... I actually spoke to Greg about his question because he, was ad- he really wanted it asked. And that's what he said. Like the jump. For like, so Why I guess do you means, think there is a struggle in support I guess he means heading like, up to the EMX class from 85? I guess he means why isn't there more support? do they support? get no return? I think he means why isn't there more support for like... The best, the best youth riders to go to all the MX rounds, like the British riders and everything. I'd imagine that's what he's talking about. Yeah. But the thing is, EMX is still amateur. Although it looks very professional now, and there's big teams, and it's all very publicised, and it is a big deal. There's nothing the amateur it, about that EMX 250. No, at the crux of it, though, it is still a, okay, not an amateur series, but you know, it's still a development series. It's still a... Well, they seem to this. develop pretty fast when they can literally just rock out of there and just podium. But my point, is, my point is, at the back of EMX 250, it's still very much a development class. But it's a development class that comes at a risk, obviously, because you might not qualify. Yeah, I don't really know. So I thought you would have an opinion on this. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I, I'm not sure, because this has got to be a based on, a, on, a, on the Brits, because... Anybody from France or, or Holland or Belgium, they're getting the support, aren't they? 
Yeah, I guess it is based on the Brits. So it's got to be British. And, uh, I just think, and I think it comes down to what I've always said. Some people would rather be a big fish in a small pond and a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. In, um, Including sponsors. In everybody I've spoken to, uh, rider-wise, they're all saying you need to get over to Europe. So it's, it's, I guess it's, it's whether you're in the UK, you're a rider who wants to end up in the, the British Championship not earning any money at all or going AMCA and getting a free bike and gear and support and everything else or go to Europe. So there's your options. Prize money this week though at British Championship, I guess. That's a plus. Well, those were some intense questions. Yeah. I feel intense. I feel that was intense. Yeah. It was good. Good questions. Uh, thanks for those four questions you put in, Lewis. Yeah, big thank you to uh, Liat, who sponsored this segment. Liat, Ask Vice Anything. Known for producing the world's most effective net braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is a new 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet with 360 turbine technology and free bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. We'll be back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's four-line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's four-line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the MX Vice Podcast Show. Episode 68 in the books. Favorite number next week, Lewis. Final part is brought to you by Prox Performance Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence, where everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Great products, those, Lewis. It's quite simple. You want, you're not factory and you want to be factory? Hit Prox. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Not factory, want to be factory? Hit Prox. Good enough for, uh, for the factory team. Everyone who's not factory. And for the factory teams. 
Uh, are we going to do this game? Uh, let's do the Planet Moto Bombshell first. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick the Planet Moto Bombshell of the week. Right. And the Planet Moto Bombshell of the week is Jeffrey Hurlings will be at Ling. Yes, you heard that right. Got to fix that thunder. Yes, he will be in Norwich, capital of Alan Partridge's world. And we'll be going around to take possibly two wins. What's mental is it's his first race this September, which when you actually think about it, like look at the calendar, that's a bloody long time. It is. Hold on. Eight months. October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Eight, Eight and a half months. That is a long time. Nearly a season. I'm trying to think of a time that he's gone that long before. I don't know. Maybe, maybe do some stats on that. Um, Send the other half of people to sleep. I guess actually it would have been 2019 because he missed the start. So that means he would have dated back to the end of 2018. I was joking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other bombshell. Uh, oh, another I'm, one. Yeah, which I... Which made me chuckle is that um, there are 4,000 tickets available. And I did read somewhere that obviously get your tickets quick. Oh, actually, on that point, uh, I saw this morning 10% no. Yeah, 10% no. How would I? No, it's less 90, than. 90% of tickets have been sold for Matterley, so there are 10% left. So if you're that on was the like fence four going days to ago, that was like oh, four I... days ago. I'll tell you what, Facebook is proper jacked up at the moment because I get so many old posts. Yeah, they are, tickets are, they're going to be sold out, but if you haven't got any tickets, I suggest you get them pretty quick. There, there might be, depending on government, um, uh, government restrictions, obviously that could be extended to 10,000, but uh, obviously it's not worth waiting to find out if that is the case. It was one day ago. They had 10% left, so they, I doubt they would have sent, sell, sold all 10% in 24 hours, but I'd imagine that number's more looking like six or seven at this point. Yeah, no, it's, it's freaking great to hear. But I did, the, the, the bombshell was it did uh, make me chuckle a little bit because I can't remember the last time there was 4,000 people at a British Championship. Event. I think you'll be surprised. I think, I, I think they're going to get their money back just by getting Hurlins there. Why wouldn't you want to go and see Hurlins? And also, first race you can watch since... When was the last time there was a Hawkstone International last year? Maybe they will get 4,000 people there then. I wouldn't be surprised. I genuinely wouldn't. I think a lot of people would travel for that. Especially Ben as well. I think Ben is actually just as much of a draw as Hurlins. Mm. British, first year on a 450, first time to see him on a factory 450, like, you know, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, if that is the case, get there. Because obviously... I'll tell you what also made me laugh. Oh, a lot of people tagging Tommy in the Hurlings announcement. Obviously going back to 2012. Still hanging on there. Like, still like, everyone's like, a lot of people tagging Tommy like, oh, here we go again, Tommy versus Hurlings, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, but no, I think it would be great. if It'd be fantastic for um, RHL and for um, the ACU and the British Championship if if they can sell out all 4,000. I mean, what a great... uh, 
That'd be a nice uh, injection of funds into uh, the RHL coffers um, after kind of round one, not being able to have spectators. So hopefully that will even the playing field on the old uh, balancing of books. So um, let's hope. Let's hope they have a, a cracking weekend. Uh, third Planet Motor Bombshell of the week. Is uh, I will be at the AMCA Championship. Oh, round no one cares. Two. This is a wrong. This is a wrong podcast. No one cares. Let's go on to the game, James. Okay. Well, you're the host for this one. I think I maybe we need to revisit that again. Oh, what you want me to host? My own sponsor section and my own game. Mm, no, I'm thinking maybe we need to revisit. Maybe I should just host this whole show. Armor, oh, you smarter than above. The people. Let's spoke, find out, Lewis. The people Four spoke. points to... I'm not saying kick you off. I'm just saying they maybe They don't we want you on, on your own on this show or hosting. I, I, I'm not saying alone. Armour, you smarter than a birth? Let's find out. Armour. Sponsor this segment, which means I need to open my document that has the armour read on it. That would be great. Armour is an action and adventure lifestyle driven, driven brand and founded, founded by, by action sports what? industry veterans. I oh, thought we could do it together. There's that granddad humour again. Are you going to let me go on? Go on then. Armour is I recognised. I knew you were going to do that. You're so, <laughs> you're so bloody predictable. Honestly, you're so, you are so predictable. Yeah. I just... Uh, crack on. I'm not in the mood now. I've had my fun. It's armour. You all know what it is. Fucking, honestly, that is shit. Okay, well, let me, let me do it then. Do it. Armour is an action and adventure... Ad- See, now you've rattled me. I tell you what, Ac- Chad Reed's going to be pissed if you don't get this properly. Armour is an action and adventure lifestyle-driven brand founded by action sports industry veterans. Armour recognised a void in the marketplace and created a complete line of nutritional supplements formulated especially to help athletes and enthusiasts of all levels realize their maximum potential. I should probably add a comma in there for next time. Yeah, do it. Please. Armour's products were developed and tested in real-world conditions by an all-star team of athlete owners that include... Jeremy McGrath, Chad Reed, and Nick Way. Armour Sport is now available in Europe, and we will be sharing a link to that with the show this week on social media. So you can listen to the show and get your armour. Works out quite nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. Leave nothing on the table. Choose armour. How many points will James leave on the table today? Let's find out. It's armour than you, smarter than above. Let's do it. Six points on the table. Four points to win. Five questions. Woo! Question one. MXGP visited Orleanoc for the first time in 2017. Before then, when was the last time the series had been to Russia? 1948, Lewis. That's incorrect. We were looking for 2012. Okay. I wouldn't know. Anyway, I just guessed. I thought it'd be quite funny. Question two. These are actually really easy this week. Okay. Uh, cool. Question two. This you actually, if you don't win this week, then at this point, who knows? Question two. Who was the 2009 MX2 world champion? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go Musquin. That's correct. Yes! One for one. It's because I've been drinking my Arma Blitz. Honestly, okay, the brilliant. clarity in my brain is just ridiculous. This is such... This may, I don't even know why I put this question Come in. On, just this is the easiest question it. ever. The easiest question ever. Bring it. Who was number 999 on a Honda in MX1 Rui in 2013. So easy. I don't know why I put that in. I was yes! thinking you were thick. Yes! Right. Question four. 
Valentin Guio has free... By the way, you've only won this game once in life, so this would be quite a big deal. Valentin Guio has three Grand Prix wins, and they all came in the same season. What year was that? Mm, that was when he... That's when he went head-to-head with Hurlins. That was his... What year was that? I'm going to say... 17. Incorrect. 16. Incorrect. 18? Incorrect. <laughs> Fucking hell, when was that then? 15. <laughs> was it? That was a long time ago. Ooh. Damn. Question five for two points. You have two. You need four to win. Basically means you win this question, you win the game for the second time in your life. I can do it. You have 30 seconds to answer this question. Okay. Uh, please do not speak until the timer runs out. Okay. You struggle with that. Yep. Must be your hearing playing up, hearing aid, granddad. Question five. There were nine different overall winners in the 2008 MX1 series. Oh, fucking out. Name six of those nine riders. Your time to work it out and be quiet starts now. Did you say MX1? Yes. I don't even know you fucking rode in 2008. It shouldn't be that hard. Well, it obviously is if I don't even know who fucking was riding. Shit game. Shit question. I don't know. I only, I only want you to list six of them, not all nine. I don't know them. List six, go. Who have you got? None. Have <laughs> you actually got no one? <laughs> have you actually got, got one? That. No, we've got none. I couldn't have even a guess. I couldn't even tell you he was racing in 2008. <laughs> have a guess. Steve Ramon? That's one. Fuck me. Uh, Stryboss? Uh, no. Oh, Kenda Diker? <laughs> Max Nagel? Yes, that's free. Uh, Seb Porcel? Yes, that's four. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Josh, no, not Josh Coppins. Damn boy, then. Uh, you need two. Everts? No. <laughs> How can you think that Coppins was retired in 2008, but Everts wasn't? <laughs> I oh, just fucking clutching at straws. Uh, I've done the Nagel thing, done the Diker. Uh, Crowley was an MX2. Um, piss. No, I don't know. Okay. Bob Rochef. You've got four. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can tell you that Coppins was not retired and did win a GP that year. Oh, piss. Okay. But that still wouldn't have been enough because you still would have needed one more. One more. Yeah. Uh, you missed Barragan. Yeah, everybody misses Barragan. Philip Hartz for world champion that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said to Diker, you said to Seb Porcel. Leoc. Oh, fucking Leoc. I should just always say Leoc with every question. <laughs> and Mark Deruva. Ah, oh, piss. And obviously, you got Ramon, you got Nagel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's close. It's better than. Well, another week, another failure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. 
I managed to but, claw four out, so... Sorry? Oh, yeah. The fact, I feel like I can't make the questions easier than that. No, it's fine. I, that okay. was a, it was a fine question. Just sometimes it'd be nice, like 2016. Okay. Okay. Let's go. 2016. Give me a second. This is... You're regretting saying that now, aren't you? Let's see if he's really as smart as he thinks he is. I'm just opening Excel. Give me a second. Right. Recents. MXGP class stats. MXGP overall wins. 2016. Right. In 2016, there were one, two, three, four, five, seven GP winners. Go. Okay, Caroli. Yep. Herlins. What year did you say, 2016? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh, is he the MXC then? <laughs> yes. He's still sandbagging. Okay. Uh, That's wrong. You're just what? terrible. Per- You're just wrong. This, this podcast, honestly, okay. We're going to have a meeting after this podcast. Um, DeSalle. Paul Ann. Um, mm, mm, uh, no, no, Paul Ann. Oh. Um, <laughs> you got two. <laughs> You've got Caroli and DeSalle. <laughs> uh, I, I fucking give up on life. <laughs> this podcast makes me fucking <laughs> just question myself well you shouldn't have asked you shouldn't have asked, you literally asked for this question and I being the nice person I am have delivered it who, who, who did get wins Caroli yeah Geyser ah oh, fuck no why did I think Geyser was in uh, MXGP and not MX2 Caroli Geyser DeSalle Fevre Strybos oh, is that the year Villapoto was there as well or was that 15? Uh, that was 15. 15. Tomac. Tomac. Strybos. Nargle. Evra. DeSalle. Geyser. Caroli. Kevin got a win that one as well. Yeah, 3-3 free, free at Lommel. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That was, uh, AJ was his teammate. Wasn't it? Was it was AJ and Jeremy uh, on the teams? Seth and AJ would, AJ would have been a fill-in at that point, yeah. Was that their last year, or was it the year after no. the last year, two thousand seventeen? Yeah, I like how I like how you do this. You try and claw back your um, reputation by like throwing out little stats that you know, like yes, yeah, Strymos, his team. Well, no, was, when I uh, when I talk through AJ. it, when I talk through it, then I remember because I can well, remember no, being there. No one's impressed. I, I I I'm not here to impress anyone. I'm here to bring a balanced a balance to the show. Well. Well, there's only one thing for it. That's shit as well. That's another loss. You blew it. Right. But we'll let's move next on. Week. Oh, also on that note, uh, last time we played the game, we had a sixth question for the fans. Ooh. Is which this was, for the MXGP TV code? Yes, which was something to do with... Uh, it was r- roughly speaking, it was what year have Yamaha not won an MXGP overall since the introduction of the 450 in, M- in 2004 and the MX1 MXGP class? Uh, Yamaha have only been what years had Yamaha not win an overall? Uh, 2018, we were looking for 2018 and also 2012. Actually, 
Wait, what was the question? I've forgotten. Was it Moto? <laughs> was it Moto? No, it was Moto. It was Moto. It was Moto. Yeah, 2018. It was Motos. But either way. No, I just got confused because they didn't win an overall in 2012 either, but it was Moto because that was only 2018 because they did win a one Moto in 2012. So 2018 was the only year that Yamaha have not won a single MXGP or MX1 Moto. Catches people off guard, Matt, because obviously Fevra was good that year or was around at least, uh, but obviously Herlins and Caroli uh, basically took everything that year. I can actually confirm right now that that year, 2018, KTM had 39 at the 40 Moto wins. Kawasaki had one at the one over. Was that with Dassel? Yes, in Russia. Speaking of Russia, it all comes full circle in the end. Yeah. So, everyone who got that question right has been entered into this little spinny wheel. Second time today, we're going to spin the wheel. Also, remind me that in future, I never want to do two competitions in the same week because this all took me quite a bit of time. Anyway, let me oh. find my little... Shocker. Lewis is moaning again. No, not uh, moaning. Just, just, it was a, a learning experience. Uh, just uh, Callum Crossland, if you wanted to, you know, it's just another little uh, added extra to what Lewis does in a day. Just fucking moan. At Aston... 139, you have won an MXGP TV code. Well done, dude. Or well done, that. Aston 139. I have no idea what social media that was for, but I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so nice. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done, Aston. Brilliant. I will send you your MXGP TV code. Thanks to MXGP. Well done, Tom. I will send you, I will email you about uh, getting you a Formula helmet. Welcome to the club, Tom. So well done, Tom. Thanks to MXGP. Thanks to Fly. Well done, everyone. Thanks for entering. Thanks for listening. Well done. Yeah, huge thanks to Fly Racing, Liat Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, MXGP TV, Backyard Design UK, Asterisk, Armour, and Blenzil Oils. Big shout out to Robert Jukebox Beats, who puts this podcast together. And huge thank you to my uh, co host, Lewis Phillips. Um, for taking time out of uh, going to frequent and local bars today now that are back open in Brighton. So uh, it's great to have you here. Okay. Predictable. Yeah, really. Yeah, so uh, when, when uh, does nightclub in return in Brighton? Predictable. Okay, uh, brilliant. Thanks for playing. Okay, will we we will be back next week. No British motocross show, uh, but we will be bringing you all the action from AMCA in next no, week's show. No, we will not be. We will not be. This week's show next week will be about MXGP. And all the things happening in MXGP. Thank you. <laughs> What's happening in MXGP next week, Lewis? Well, next week, I think we'll be doubling down We'll do MXGP preview part one. Okay. So next week we'll do MXGP class part one. The following week we'll do MXGP class part two. And then the following week we'll do MX2. Because okay. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about of MXGP. So I, I might, think we're going to need two shows. I might present next week then in my Tim Geyser shirt. So I will... Um, I will... Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll go through each rider, go through each team, rank them all, predict them all. Make some friends, make some enemies, see what happens, see what we think. I imagine I'll be talking a lot. I can't imagine you'll have much to offer, but we will see. Yeah. Uh, maybe get, a, get another host in next week. 
who can play along with your your bullshit. What do you, what do you mean, my bullshit? Maybe we should see if Comrade's free. That'd be cool. What, to preview MXGP? Yeah, we could talk about the MXGP riders, can't we? Okay, James. Yeah, there we go. Okay, James. Who knows? The world is our oyster, Lewis Phillips. The world is our oyster. Sure is. Okay, and we'll be back in seven days. Say bye, Lewis. See you, everyone. Bye. Okay, bye from me and the humanitarian. See you next week. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAC continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free LIAC bulletproof velocity goggles, LIAC has you covered. Shop LIAC's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.